and justify. Justify your existence. Justify your existence. Justify your existence. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Justify, the podcast where we attempt to legitimize our often crappy taste. I'm Amy Brown. And I am Gabriel Majora. And I'm Adrian Gower. All right. And we're back again after not terribly long. I mean, we're not super consistent, but it's better than a year. Um, <laughs> and we have some exciting stuff to talk about. But um, yeah, how are you guys doing this week? I'm, I'm doing great. I've seen some, I've heard some really good dolphin stories. I'm, I've seen some good dolphin stories in the news. So anytime there's dolphins kind of everywhere, I'm, I'm kind of happy. So uh, <laughs> we're recording this the day after John McCain died um, on the 25th. And we were sharing last night, you know, some touching tributes. And uh, NBC had a pretty great... Um, you know, there was a tweet going around of NBC's coverage where they, you know, said, you know, what a what a patriot, American John McCain, and now back to our regular, regularly scheduled programming, and it just went straight into America's dolphins. Got Talent, yeah. People that, dressed as dolphins. Yeah. I think it was. Okay, I, <laughs> and they had these honkers, and it looked like they were jacking off and making like, a great noise. When Michael showed me yeah, that was video, I was like, this is a joke. This is like somebody oh, did this no. in like back to our regular schedule of programming and it looks like a video of like people dressed as dolphins like about to fuck and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Where on the internet did somebody find this? But no, no, no. That's just whatever uh, was no. on NBC. That was literally what was on TV. That's TV. It's also interesting to me that America's Got Talent you know that that's what it is that's how we're measuring our talent i think it says some great things about you know america first yeah yeah making america american exceptionalism i know (laughs) so trump's really making america great again i mean i had to sympathize yeah a little bit with this like dolphin programming afterwards um So I recently uh, went on a birthday trip with my with my mother. We went down to Discovery Cove to swim with dolphins because she just loves dolphins very much. And Wait, what's Discovery Cove? It's like a it's kind of like an aquatic zoo where you get to interact with the animals. So like we went swimming with stingrays. We got to like oh nice you know hang out with a dolphin in the water and stuff. It's that kind of stuff. It was it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Um, but the whole dolphin experience was uh, was interesting. <laughs> was it traumatizing? It, it was a little bit. It was a little bit. Um, <laughs> because long story short, um, I'm pretty sure the dolphin that we got introduced to, <laughs> like, was worried that I was going to try to fuck her man or something. Because, <laughs> like, okay, so first they're like, oh, yeah, so here's Clipper. She's our very dominant female, guys. Um, you can see that she's not scratched up at all like the other females are like bitten because she just she runs this place you know she's had like five babies and she's just very you know procreative and all this stuff so I'm like okay
okay, cool, cool. Um, then you walk up and you're supposed to like, you know, pet the dolphin and hug the dolphin and kiss the dolphin or whatever. <laughs> and so we watch like everybody else walk up and just like do all these things totally regularly with the dolphin. And I walk up and the dolphin <laughs> like noses me in the crotch. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa, buddy. You know, <laughs> and the trainer kind of like intervenes and whatever. And it's like, oh, uh, and like tries to cover and whatever. and then okay so like that encounter goes whatever the next thing that you do is that the dolphin will like pull you around like in the big giant you know area where we are (laughs) so uh when it comes my turn to do this they call for another dolphin because we're like, oh, we're no. like in deep water without life jackets. This dolphin weighs like 500 pounds. Oh my you God. Know? So they're like, oh no, no, we got to switch the dolphins up. Oh, it's totally regular. We do this all the time. And I'm like, yeah, right. Really? Because we haven't you know, done it with anyone else. They haven't done it with anybody else. When I'm finished, they immediately switch back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. You got, like, big dolphin energy or something. You're like, you got the big dick energy. (laughs) I was actually thinking about, um, like, in Insecure, when uh, Issa Rae is singing Broken Pussy. I was like, oh, "Oh, man, maybe I got... (laughs) Dolphin pussy. <laughs> well, there this you is go. Amazing. <laughs> I, th- I, I mean, think we solved I, it. I think she just saw your guns and was like, "Man, this girl does not fuck around." I'm not. I'm not taking a chance. <laughs> it's like if you saw Adrian, you'd be worried that she was gonna take your I mean, man just from pure beauty, exactly. from within and with another. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, women of all stripes, dolphin, I know. human. Well, they do say dolphins are supposed to be incredibly smart, right? So she she was probably onto something. Does this mean that if you ever decide to have a child, you won't be employing a dolphin midwife? <laughs> I think it might be Wait, a problem this a for thing? real. The dolphin might be like trying to murder me and the baby. <laughs> the dolphin will just steal your baby and swim off That's with it right. forever. Uh, well, you know. Better off. Raised by dolphins. <laughs> Let's see off your freedom. Um, it did not help that, like, my sister's like, oh, yeah, dolphins totally want to, like, fuck humans. Um, and then shows I me mean, this video, a YouTube yeah. video of a oh, girl doing, like, a rapist. swim with dolphin experience. And it's like, <laughs> she's, like, definitely running away from a male dolphin with, like, full on... Yeah. Yeah. They've been known to he I've was seen aroused. a video of a dolphin also like full on fucking a dead fish skull. Oh my God. Like they're they're like there's some messed they're, up animals. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this whole like beauty of dolphins thing is wow. you know I mean, and I saw one of, like, a guy masturbating a dolphin. Like, uh, do you remember that? It was, like, a a professor who got into trouble. I mean, I almost want to say Michael showed it to me, his Adrian's husband. That sounds right. That sounds right. I I would bet that's true. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, dolphins. But, yeah, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But... We should, I mean, it, it might does as show well. our general lack of taste and <laughs> That's right. culture That's right. that we are 
have spent our first seven minutes talking about dolphin fucking, so... <laughs> what else are you gonna do in Trump's America? That's... <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Michael's a better rapper than me, so he was like, maybe you smell like fish. Maybe she's just a bitch. <laughs> Dolphin pussy. <laughs> Dolphin pussy. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Um, All right. Yeah, so, yeah, we're going back to the basics of our show. I mean, if you guys, all of our very loyal, numerous <laughs> listeners know that we started out... With this uh, presumption that we would talk about really crappy pop culture and justify it. And then we've talked about some things that are, like, culturally and, like, critics love and um, are actually legit good things. So we need to we need to take a step back and To bring and it down a little bit. <laughs> Except for the second thing we're going to talk about, which will... It's, like, uh-huh. prestige at its best. Yeah, but, yeah. right. You know. Um, <laughs> We'll start with well, your and the trash, Amy. The first thing we'll talk about is actually really, really important, and you know. Um, so let's get into it. We'll be right back. Justify. All right. So our first topic of the day is a program that I've really been deep diving into, um, and really is on the same wavelength as my original recommendations back in the day of Real Housewives, <laughs> and that is a little show called 90 Day Fiancé on TLC. And The Learning those, Channel. <laughs> the, yes, The Learning Channel. And uh, I just want to say off the bat that I have been hearing about this show for a long time. I didn't have a good way of watching it. I have since stolen my sister's cable login to watch it on my Roku, and it has added a lot of joy to my life. <laughs> um, and there are also two other spinoffs. So there's 90 Day Fiance, and now there's uh, Before the 90 Days, and it's After the 90 Days or something. You have it in the there, notes. There's a, uh, well, so there's a 90 Day Fiance, fiance Happily Ever After. Mm. And a, That's what it's called, And a, yeah. What Now as well. Oh, yes. And they're going to be making another one that is... The reverse. So the original 90 Day Fiance follows Americans who meet someone typically online. Maybe there are a lot of like Mormon missionaries in the older seasons, too, of like people who have been abroad, meet someone, and then they go through the K-1 visa process where they bring someone from another country here and they have 90 days to get married uh, before they have to leave the country. So as you can imagine, it's often a shit show. (laughs) And there is a, there's a good, first of all, there's a ton of people being really defensive about like, well, she's not a mail order bride. (laughs) Which, what they're doing, I'm not sure. Like, it's funny that that's a stigma, but I'm not sure like, how it's that different ultimately she was like ordered there are a on lot the of internet amy <laughs> <laughs> i mean they pretend to have this like deep relationship via text before they really meet in person which i guess is different than like paying someone but and, and they do so okay so we should get a describe a little bit just the setup okay of the yeah, show, that's a good right? idea. okay so of course uh after amy's uh, idea for talking about this, I had to do some research and watch and, <laughs> some episodes, but mostly of what before the ninety days, I guess it, it was the the one I saw. But basically, it's these people, right? And 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 the mostly they do meet online, 
But I guess because you can like there is a particular kind of visa that you can only get in that sort of instance where you meet someone abroad and they're coming here to the U.S. and you get engaged and you have 90 days right to to get through the process and get married and I mean, kind of proof right usually with immigration and and if you're kind of requesting a visa. Um, because you're with someone, you have to kind of prove that there's some kind of relationship, or mm-hmm. like not not some kind. Or you actually have to prove yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that the relationship is very real, right? Too. Right. So they have to show that they've actually spent real life together, and but sometimes it's really not more than a few weeks that they've actually spent together yeah. in real life. So, <laughs> which is great. But uh, <laughs> what what I love is that sometimes like they often just like will not speak the same language. So one mm-hmm. one I saw, poor, uh, like I felt kind of bad for this guy. <laughs> it's like this white guy who's uh, in love with this Brazilian girl who lives in like the most remote part of Brazil imaginable, but she doesn't speak any English. But they're engaged, and then they like use like a translating app to communicate even when they're in person eventually. Oh wow. my gosh, so, I haven't seen yeah, those, those uh, yet. Oh, that one's a gift. I'm getting to it. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, there's all this, there's the language barrier issue, right? So there's all this, this really, these relationships that that are mostly just online and then they yep. go, they meet the person and then they bring them here. Well, and there's a language barrier and there's a cultural barrier always, right, too. Right, Where you have people, often they might speak different languages, but one will learn English. Usually the foreigner will learn English. And there's just a lot of interesting, it teaches you a lot of interesting <laughs> things about what people think the U.S. is like. And then what Americans who live in sometimes these weird places around the country, how they describe the U.S. to the person who is coming here. (laughs) So I'll get into it. But Adrian, have you watched any of this? I have not watched any of this. As with most of these like kind of shows, like my my knowledge is purely through Amy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty good source. <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> so, but what what do you think of of what you've heard so far? What are you uh, some first opinions of <laughs> of the basic setup of this masterpiece? Okay. So, my first question is like <laughs> How are they getting these people? Are they, (laughs) do they find somebody who's like already in this situation? Or are they um, Mm. saying like, hey, come on the show. And then you have to solicit. No, no, no. uh, They're usually people. I mean, it says at the end of every show, like if you know someone going through the K-1 visa process who would like to be on TV. And they also do offer free i think they offer like free travel so there was one there's a girl this last season that i watched which i think was season five of the original before the 90 days who had not yet gotten a visa she had not yet met her fiance in real life and he was from morocco so she went to morocco for like five weeks to meet him um and I think that they paid for her trip over there. Uh, but yeah, they're a they're a sad case. What's interesting though is like it's funny because it starts out like the first season, it's like, oh, we're gonna document these people. And by and there are Mormons and people that are in kind of like like, okay, well that's how their culture is, where you like get married really young anyway, you have yeah. babies really young, like 
you're that's kind of more common you don't have there were several couples like early on that like did not have sex um before they got married and like they stayed in separate houses even and all the stuff like when the person came over but then by the fifth season it's just like gotten way more trashy <laughs> like there's a couple that's like clearly the girl is russian and she's like yeah I, i'm i'm coming here for your money like she like <laughs> says it straight out uh, and the guy is like such a loser but he like runs a medical marijuana um, like he grows marijuana mm -hmm. and he's like so he has a bunch of cash like all the time and he's like he he clearly he's also like a big guy like he's not like attractive in the conventional sense and he's not he's he clearly thinks like oh I've won the jackpot and clearly like started talking to her because she was really hot and then and she I actually respect her somewhat even though she's fucking crazy and the first like episode together she like deleted his phone like got his apple id deleted his phone like also changed his email <laughs> like recovery <laughs> like she's nuts and the guy is like haha she's so crazy wait why like, is she yeah, okay so is she worried that he's gonna like fuck some other girl like what's the no, idea she just got mad at him because he refused to buy her a ten thousand dollar purse oh, oh okay oh. and amy i hate it when this. they do Amy's that like, mad game uh, no 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 man. but i I mean, she's crazy, but what I respect about her is that when um, she comes over and he's like, oh, so you just like me. Like, if I wasn't rich, you wouldn't be with me. And she's like, yeah, basically. And he, she's like, but you, would you be with me if, if I wasn't hot? hot? That's basically and what Melania like, said. I mean, but like you're gonna, if you're gonna play that game, yeah. like, play that right, game. Right. Like, if you're gonna want get someone who's way hotter than you and out of your league and she's clearly like i want you to buy me things right. like you know what you're getting right. so you don't have to get into that she's transparent about it she, <laughs> she's not like uh you know being like uh, using him and then making it about the money like she it was about the money from the beginning right right so. she's making it transparently about the money so yeah, okay. I mean, when I when I read that, like from Melania, I was like, kind of like, okay. Well, at least she's not trying to like be like, no, I'm in love with you. You know, no, please. Yeah. That, I mean, she's not, she's not that good of an actress, right? Right. <laughs> if women's bodies are commodities, then like fucking sell, sell it, it to sell the highest, to highest bidder. bidder. You know, oh like God. if you're a woman who has spent all this time and money on your body and has fake tits and. Yeah looks really hot like <laughs> in that way then do, do what you got to <laughs> if that's what you prioritize man in a capitalist world <laughs> well and that's what's interesting too okay so i do feel there's this interesting element of the show where there's usually this white people like then it's not everyone there's like people of color who are americans who are on the show but there, I did notice sort of a, a trend of this sort of Walter White types, you know, <laughs> this sort of like sad sacks, like mm -hmm. kind of white guys who I don't know. There's they're they're a very specific type who get these girls who are so much younger than them usually, mm -hmm. who are of course you know of color and who are exoticized. And I was really interested in the yeah, you know, like sort of the South American and like Latina, like the the black girls too that that mm -hmm. they get, and just how much they. This guy that you're describing seems like unique. The, this other people that I saw were very much 
uh, concern that these women might not th- be there for the right be reasons. For the right reasons. <laughs> and I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And there's one, um, there's one girl in particular, and she's with this older guy, and and he's very concerned throughout the episode that she's dating another or that there's like another older white guy in her life and and at one point they showed him like in tears and he's just like if she like i will i'm willing to lose her but you know like i can't let her be taken advantage of by this oh, other brother. guy and oh, it's wow. like oh sweetie <laughs> she, she knows she what she's doing and like I applaud her for for it, you know? but it's just. And then this other poor, I mean, this poor kid who's like not. I mean, he's probably in his twenties or early thirties, and he goes to Brazil, and he but he takes like two planes, and then he has to like row to get to this like upstream to get to. How did they even the, meet? Like I have the, no you said idea. There was internet ac- I think. I mean, yeah, it was I guess online. They have, like internet access in the remote jungles. Of they do. Brazil? I mean, yeah. I guess because that's how they met, and they would FaceTime, and they don't speak the same language, and then like she would sometimes like sort of hang up on him. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and his mom was so worried for him, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor shows him this map of, like, basically the worst places in the world you could go, (laughs) like, in terms of getting, like, a a horrible disease. and parasites. Yeah, and she's like, you know here's my concern and she shows here's where you're going and it's just like red yeah i mean it's like a sea of red (laughs) like it's not even a part of brazil where you know like it it might make sense for an american to go and not get sick but yeah and he just i don't know it's it's a it's a really ridiculous show (laughs) but i'm kind of fascinated by the relationships Okay, there's also certain things, like, there are a lot of old white men, and there's definitely, some of them come right out and say, like, yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't like American women and how they, they want to lead too much in a relationship. Like, there's clearly some, like, Asian women are meek and mild, and so I'm gonna get one of those. Mm -hmm. Um and there was this one guy who was like season four he's like 60 years old 60 and the girl that he is marrying is 19 i'm sure they have a lot in common yeah (laughs) she's from the philippines and he previously had another filipino wife who had three or four kids with him and then was like peace out i'm leaving (laughs) and so he was like he was like, yeah, um, you know, she left me and she left me with four babies in diapers and, you know, now I've raised all of them and now it's time for me to, like, live my life. And she brings this 19-year-old girl over because he's like, I really like Filipino cu- culture, even though, like, <laughs> clearly sure that didn't work out for him the first time. Yeah. I'm sure it's a cultural... Uh-huh. Yeah, cultural preference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then continually... <laughs> like mentions his ex-wife to her and is like yeah well you know my ex-wife also also had these issues and blah 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 and this girl's like so out of her league of course his daughter's like older than oh, her and like gross. 
It's, like, just so upsetting in every way. And then, basically, she was, like, he was, like, also, I'm not having any more children. And if that's going to be an issue with you, then you need to not marry me. And she was, like, well... And he's, like, you can go back to the Philippines. So, basically, her choice is, like, go back to the Philippines, Mm -hmm. where she was trying to probably escape anyway. Right. Right. Some reason to leave if she's marrying a stranger. Or have to marry this monster. To be fair, he's not gonna last enough. Like, she'll still be able to have children by the time he dies. (laughs) I mean, fair. That's exactly what I said, too. Also, though, he fucked her again because he was like, you have to sign a prenup. And she took it to the lawyer, and the lawyer was like, this is terrible. He's basically, like, if you leave him, you get zero. So she would be in this country, he wouldn't want her to work, and if she wants to leave, she gets nothing. And he basically forced her to sign it. And then she did, and they got I mean, one doesn't Uh. like to advocate murder, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's the worst. (laughs) No, and I mean, and that's sort of yeah, that that to me was was really creepy about the show is is seeing this man who are I feel they just follow like the MO for like an a being an abuser and like kind of a serial killer and probably yeah, at the very least like just like a sexual like a sexual abuser, serial mm-hmm. rapist and they just show all these signs that they're, you know, they're just so controlling and so yep. icky with these women. And, and and yeah, there's that part where they say kind of why they're into these relationships. And it's usually, what it comes down to is the power dynamics mm-hmm. and what they know Absolutely. that they're able to get from these women through the promise of an American visa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so... Oh, I, yeah, th- that that was really icky, and I just wanted to... I, I told Amy the other day I was a little intoxicated, and <laughs> I texted Amy, and I'm like, I'm screaming and yelling at these people on screen. I'm like, oh, girl, get out of this. Or like, also, Joel is such a good sport. He sits next to me while I was playing, and he's just like, pay, kind of pays attention in the background, and he's just like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I mean, that's so kind of upset. what it's like watching it. <laughs> it is. Also, so it's not all couples like that either. Like, I think if it was all couples like that, it'd almost be unbearable after a few seasons. But, like, you do see some couples that genuinely really seem to like each other. And there's also just interesting stuff, though, when, like, there are so many warning signs, not just where there's those power dynamics, but. There are so many warning signs and people go through with shit anyway. It's almost like, like, oh, well, I'm expected to do this and I said that I was doing this, so I have to do it. Mm. And, like, the power of, like, human delusion and uh, that, like, oh, well, this is going to work out, even though it's, like, clear as day that it's not going to. And all of their family. Also, I have learned from the show, <laughs> if you know someone who is in a relationship with someone you can't stand never say anything oh, yeah. because oh, it no. never works it never <laughs> works it's never like you know i hate your boyfriend you should break up with him like they're never like wow i'm gonna give that some thought <laughs> yeah. usually they're like fuck you like i love him more than ever and we're not friends anymore yeah. and that happens continually like where people are warning people and they do not listen do they ever have ones where you're actually like the the person is is 
is helping the 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 person in the U.S. or wherever is helping the other person out because there are lots of places where you might want to escape from that you could like help someone by getting them a visa. That. You know, I don't I don't know that they're like reality <laughs> TV yeah. material. No, no one's super obvious. Show. Well, right. Plus, if you made that super obvious, then like that's probably not going to go great for your actual. Like you still yeah, have to true. get the get everything approved and go through a waiting period after you get married to get a green card and so I don't know if you would want to How is that worse really air that than like soliciting like a 19 year old from somewhere that like just wants to escape uh, I don't know <laughs> Do you also have to think the people like granted right like I've been through the whole citizenship and naturalization process and the pe- I mean it ultimately does kind of come down to a like a person mm-hmm. right who's uh mm-hmm. doing the interview usually a man um, mm. and all everyone in my family we all had to do it separately and we all had such wildly different experiences with this ice huh. you know not i say the same immigration and mm-hmm. um agents right and how they treat you and i mean my sister for example had like a really horrible experience uh with one of them so I mean, it, it does eventually come down to some, basically some guy mm-hmm. who decides whether he thinks your relationship is, is worth, is real or you know, it's real yeah. or not. And so I can so see, right, like some agent being like, oh, yeah, it totally makes sense for a 60-year-old mm-hmm. married to a 19-year-old, <laughs> right? Like, uh, And then having issues with maybe someone who seems like, yeah, you know, maybe like a gay guy who marries like a, yeah. a woman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's something about the immigration system here where it does kind of come down to like this one person and whatever mood they're in that day and like whatever politics they have and uh, not just in terms of how they feel about immigrants but gender politics right and, and mm-hmm. all these other mm-hmm. kind of ways that they they think whether you belong here or not right and they have that power to deny you or accept you so I don't know it doesn't surprise me that like some 19 year old six yeah Filipino <laughs> It's like considered more legitimate of a relationship than than something else that feels yeah. maybe even more friendly between the two people. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting too. Like, I think it the show also gives you shows all of these families that are so convinced that of American exceptionalism oh, that yeah. they think like, well, of course this person is coming here for a green card when they're not even from a country that's like. You're not fleeing violence. Like, Russia, I get leaving. I get leaving some... Like, I don't I don't know if, like, most Brazilians are just dying to get out of the out of Brazil just because. Like, I think it, it's got to depend on the person, but mm-hmm. the assumption by Americans and all the families of these people is, like, she's just coming here for a ticket, like a, a golden ticket into the country. And it's like, dude, the U.S. is not all that great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's also, and it's so, uh, there's such a lack of self-awareness that there's such an imperialist sort of ideology that allows you to just meet someone online and, like, bring them over and to, like, Mm -hmm. act as this sort of white savior, American savior to them, you know, like, Mm. like, if you are... I mean, then this is typical, right, that people are so convinced of American exceptionalism, but they're 
didn't realize sort of how that's so rooted in like a very U.S. imperialist kind of ideology that mm-hmm. is so I don't know. It, it's uh, there's something so imperialist about this. Like I'm gonna go to the Philippines or Brazil uh-huh. or whatever and rest yeah. and like feeling like I'm Rescue rescuing this person yeah. and like uh-huh. they're doing. I'm doing them Give such a, a favor. Life. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm gonna take her away from her family and her support system <laughs> right. and everything she knows, and she's gonna thank her lucky stars. Yeah, because you know immigrants are treated so nicely here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a great world. Yeah, for immigrants. Know, it's it's a melting pot (laughs) and the other thing i will say is that um like i said in the beginning there's interesting things about like where these people live and um how it how it translates into them having certain impressions about the united states so there's a um one kid who lives in like iowa or somewhere really rural who He's really Christian, and he met this girl who's South African, like, light-skinned black South African um, on, like, I think he was going to a Bible school in Australia, and they met there. So he's, like, bringing her back, and her, or his father is like, yeah, I don't know about this interracial marriage. You guys are going to have a lot of trouble here. And he's like quizzing her about it. And he's like, well, how is South Africa for interracial marriages? And she's like, I mean, most people, you know, like it's a melting pot or whatever, (laughs) like people intermarry all the time. And he's like, well, how are you two going to handle an interracial marriage in a country that doesn't doesn't look look highly on it and i'm like dude don't bring this on us right. like that's you that's not there are us. lots of places you could go and not like, get a second look our country does not accept this right. how are you gonna handle that like um and also there was one where there's this girl from brazil who came to date this like weird dude in florida and she was like packing a um she had a tiny little bikini and she was walking around some beach i don't know i don't know if they were in the panhandle of florida or somewhere but she was like why isn't anyone in a bikini and it was all kind of like bigger people on the beach and he was like well in america we don't wear bikinis uh, and i was like that's yeah, not that's true, not true. <laughs> Giving people weird impressions of our country. <laughs> um, all right, and so something that I wanted to talk about was because uh, I was really interested in the there was a woman that that I saw who was trying to date this um, or you know engaged to this Danish guy or a Dutch guy actually, and he was such an asshole to her, mm. and so there was like that other aspect where I like we've talked about kind of the the American guy kind of going with this women but there, then there's a, this also kind of again a little sad it didn't feel empowering to me it was this woman who was older she was I mean not older even I mean I think she was uh, like in her 40s and she had children and I and you know I think maybe she felt that she had dedicated sort of her life to her kids and now wanted to kind of spend some time on herself and she ended up meeting this guy and going there and he treated her so poorly and he was just so clearly 
manipulative of her mm-hmm. and they got into this huge fight and he was and, and yeah she comes out and she was she just comes out of this restaurant like in tears because he's been an asshole to her and then like the producer you can hear the producer asks like oh do you want to go back and she's like yes and so she goes yeah. back and apologizes to him. Oh, who was like being, yeah. And yeah, there's like a twenty year difference. Like he's like twenty years younger than her. So and which is fine. I just feel like he's so manipulating her because mm-hmm. he knows that she has such a low self esteem mm-hmm. that yeah. he can do all this shit to her. And so I thought, th- yeah, and, and I mean, and again, we can get into this gender dynamics things, right? Like where I feel like the women the foreign women are being taken advantage of but that like the foreign men are taking advantage of the yeah, american huh? women which is so reductive but this is how it played out and i was just interested you know how yeah. you all felt about about that kind of th- that switch i guess in the gender I've dynamics seen similar ones on other seasons too there's one in season four that's like an older woman with kids who brings over this, like, 22-year-old guy from uh, Tunisia, and he treats her like absolute shit, like, clearly isn't into her, and, like, it's just so... Everyone is like, hey, he doesn't even seem to like you, and he, like, he just treats her like crap, and even her kids are like, please don't, like, he's a non-entity, like, who cares about him, (laughs) like, and... She goes through with it, Mm. which is what I'm saying, too, of, like, people are so capable of self-delusion, and it's really interesting to watch the kind of, like, well, I said I was going to do this, and, like, there's a lot of, like, well, I feel like this is my only chance. Like, Mm. I can either be alone, or I can be with someone who, like, actively kind of hates me, but is, like, stuck with me until they get their green card or whatever, you know? Like, there's multiple situations like that, which are, like, real dark. Do you think that that is um, reflective of the actual dynamics of these kinds of relationships, or do you think that that's something that the producers of the show are looking for and presenting. I mean, I think they do try and find people where people are going to give them drama mm-hmm. and people who are going to invoke a audience response of like, this person's terrible to this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're definitely looking for that, but I also think it's just like how people are in a lot of ways. Like, And I think if you are going to seek someone if you have, like, tried dating in the U.S. and are like, I'm going overseas, and, like, you are you feel like your choice is, like, someone who you barely know, mm-hmm. um, who has all of these cultural barriers, like, you're putting up so many delusions anyway that it's also, like, I don't know, you might as well just go through with something that you probably know is wrong, is not good for you, but... Well, and the way I felt with this, with this woman, and, and it was just this one person, it was just this sense of... You know, I mean, I'm 32 years old, so I'm not too far from 40, and it's just like, how sad. And I feel, you know, as a gay man, I, I feel that pressure, but I cannot imagine being a woman and feeling that pressure of like, and this is someone who had clearly really bought into this idea that like after 40, you're kind of done and like you're not sexy anymore, whatever. And so she was so shocked that this sort of underwear model mm-hmm. was into her and she was sending him like fake pictures too. Oh, and, no. and I'm just like, 
I don't, and oh, and, I, and I think she sad. really felt something about the fact that she had children, right? Which mm-hmm. I think a lot of um, women who have children are single, mm-hmm. like, go through. And it just felt so sad to me how much we teach women that they have no value. Uh, like, as a nation, I think, mm-hmm. that they have such little value that they have to then go out of the country, meet this, like, random person and who, like... Obviously, wasn't making her feel good about herself. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't even like he treated her like a goddess and like mm-hmm. he celebrated her or anything. It was like he knew he was a hot foreign mm-hmm. guy and that he could do all this shit to her. And it just felt really sad. Yeah, I guess about. I mean, that's when you realize just how insidious patriarchy is and 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 yeah. other ways. Yeah, I don't know how much. And also, like, the um, markers of romance that these people look for to show that their relationship is real when you're like, man, this is clearly not real. But Mm -hmm. they'll be like, here are some flowers or he did this, like, he did this one little thing for me. So clearly he really loves me. Like, the girl who went to Morocco, the guy was, like, really kind of shitty to her and... She's also, like, really needy, and she said at the end, like, why do you love me? I want to hear it. And he was like, well, because, uh, you know, you are the first person who's really, like, uh, you know, cared about me. And it wasn't even like, <laughs> that's why I love you. Like, right. I yeah. love you because you love me. <laughs> right. Like, that's not a great, it's not a great sign if they can't give you, like, a reason outside <laughs> yeah. of that of why they love you. Yeah. So, so also, I I will recommend the show if you were in a, a good relationship because you can watch it. It's similar to Housewives where you're like, they're rich, but I'm so much morally superior to them. It's like, you can watch it as a as someone in a happy relationship and be like, man, we're so much better than this. I feel like you have not justified this, Amy. <laughs> We've talked about like we all have. the issues with this, these mean, couples. It's not an issue. It's Here's what it is. All of these things that I'm talking about are the reasons I like it because it's so interesting to me and I really do find it fascinating like the way we justify this kind of stuff to ourselves the these kind of bad relationships it demonstrates patriarchy it demonstrates like clash of cultures it's not so much that the show itself is like feminist as much as it is like interesting to watch and I also think it's funny the like social media reaction to these things because they always have a like couples tell all and clearly people are watching this and just like going after people for being terrible but Mm. like usually I think I'd kind of disagree with what the mass consensus is (laughs) because they'll go after like a woman for like being a gold digger or whatever and it's like but you know you know she's just trying to get by or like I don't know I feel a lot of sympathy for the the people on the show honestly and when they actually seem to care about each other I'm like okay I can I can see this this will this will go down the line I mean it's similar to like arranged marriages where you don't know each other but if you both are kind of committed to sticking it out in a certain way you could develop like love you know mm-hmm. we just have various definitions of love too that we look for certain things but I don't know it's <laughs> definitely guilty pleasure stuff but also I do think it is interesting to watch <laughs> no, it, it, I, I will say I do think it is pretty fascinating when I've seen it yeah so age Adrian, get on board. Uh, I don't know. Adrian's, I don't know. Adrian's, Adrian's anti-all. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian's anti-all. 
Shannon, are there any reality shows that you are into? No. It's no, really not into not the track race. Not even like competitive ones, like Amazing Race or something. Nope. nope Adrian, I, I will say you kind of got into RuPaul's Drag Race when you when you visited. That here. was fun watching oh. RuPaul's Drag Race with um, with Gay was fun. That was definitely fun. All right, all right, we're gonna crack. <laughs> there here. you go. So check out that box. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Thanks for indulging my love of Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> um, and let's move on. We'll be right back with our second topic. Justify. Okay, we're back. Um, <laughs> Gabe, do you want to introduce the next topic? Ooh, yes. Uh, so we are about to talk about positive. I'm not even. It's not an argument. It's a fact that it is the greatest sequel ever made. It's a cinematic jewel called Mamma Mia! Exclamation point! Here we go again. And it's a sequel to another great cinematic landmark called Mamma Mia. <laughs> and I, I just, I'm very excited. I'm ready to justify. So, I'll say that. So, so what? What is everyone's experience with this? Yes, I liked the movie, but I am going to uh, throw some stuff at you. Are you can play devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna well actually you like a good white man. <laughs> But Adrian, I'll let you go first. Oh, I mean, I loved it. Like, I, I feel like I can't argue with Gabe on this at all. Um, I took my mother to see it, and she agreed with your assessment that it's the best yes. best sequel ever made. <laughs> I did ask her if she had ever seen Magic Mike XXL, and she had not. So, oh, yeah. maybe there's some competition. <laughs> if you think that has anywhere, it's anywhere near the magic of your go again i i, I mean i, I like do your feel go sorry again, but, but you bring up magic mike xxl <laughs> okay how about this i will say one thing i disliked about the film was how lily james what's her, what's her character thank you donna like repeatedly has to justify the fact that she's had sex with three different dudes and doesn't know how the <laughs> who the father of her baby is i'm like don't justify it just be like mm, i was doing my thing man like whatever man, the magic of the greek eye that's right <laughs> what are the moments she you felt she had to justify oh well she like there was a few lines in there like she's like oh i don't normally have sex this quickly or something like that to each of the dudes, you know, or like, I'm not usually like this. And I wanted to just be like, I do what I feel like, you know, (laughs) if I'm like, this dude's hot and I I feel like having sex with him. supposed to be like the seventies or sixties or something. Yeah. What year is it supposed to be? I feel the seventies. Yeah. It's probably got to be. The, yeah. Cause based on the fashion choices, right? Yeah. Seventies. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I get it a little bit more. I mean, even in our current <laughs> culture. Oh no, no, no. I get, I, I do, understand why. I do that's like all there. the <laughs> jokes about like, yeah, I want to be like her and just like let three men hit it raw. So <laughs> I don't know who the father of my baby, is. <laughs> I mean, she probably should have used a condom or been on some birth control. Oh, whatever. She was having fun. She was out of, out of the you country, do you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, let Donna do herself. You know? And all these guys do her, too. So, uh, alright. Okay, I will say, I, I just haven't smiled 
for two hours straight <laughs> like I have with that movie and then like cry for like five minutes during like a particular <laughs> song at the end oh, and then yeah. like <laughs> smile like all over I mean there's just like it's pure joy I, I mean I think it's also this movie where it actually improves on the first one mm-hmm. like in in, a, in terms of as a piece of cinema, I guess. Like, it's just so much better made. The script is so much stronger. Uh, it just makes a little bit more sense cinematically than the first movie does, even though there's sort of, like, a major actor from it, from the first one, that I really miss in the second one. But, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, are we going to spoil I mean, this? I think we can say it. It happens in the first, like, minute of the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, the premise of the of the movie, if you've seen Mamma Mia, right, like, the first one starts Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried as her daughter. Donna, who's played by Meryl, doesn't know uh, who Sophie's... Uh, who, who is uh, Sophie's dad. And kind of at the end of the first one, we don't really know who the dad is, but oh, they all kind of become their dad, her dad. And then the second one, the premise is that Donna has has died, and she's been dead for a year. So, I mean, I guess Meryl Streep didn't want to... Uh, what I read is that she told the producer she doesn't really do sequels, <laughs> uh, but that she really loved the experience of making the first one, so she wanted to be involved in some way. So the script just takes place, yeah, year after Donna, uh, Meryl Streep's character has died, and then there's a flashback story, sort of, uh, the present day story is Amanda Seyfried as the daughter, kind of continuing Donna's legacy with this hotel in this Greek island, and then uh, it flashes back to kind of Donna as uh, her adventures of how she got pregnant <laughs> with Sophie. Um, but I just think it's such a beautiful sort of love letter to mothers and to mm-hmm. uh, and to the Donna character and to Meryl Streep in some way. And when I saw the previews the first time and I saw that Meryl was barely in it, I, I like knew that she had died. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know. I, I didn't expect to be so touched by the story and to be so... I, I don't know, to find so much love kind of in this... In what the first movie was just so such, like, silly fun. Mm-hmm. I just thought there was like, an emotional core to this movie and something so beautiful about mothers and about the relationship between mothers and daughters. And, and I thought there was also something very strong about the female bonds in this movie and about older women. I mean, there's just so mm-hmm. much in this movie that I love. <laughs> I love this movie. It's like I could watch it every <laughs> single day of my life. Uh, and I think Lily James is so fantastic in it it's like a star making <laughs> performance and she captures Meryl Streep which is sort of impossible to do right. <laughs> but she somehow captures that energy and that fun that that Meryl Streep brought to the first movie in such a, a an incredibly uh sort of beautifully drawn out way that I, I don't know I was just so happy watching this movie <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this happy at the movies <laughs> I mean, I definitely seen both of the movies. I was very happy watching them. And it's like pure escapism in terms of like, sure, I'll hang out for two hours on like the Greek islands and in the Mediterranean and sing some ABBA Mm -hmm. and like Lily James is really beautiful and 
The dudes are... Uh, they're so eh. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that young, that young Stellan Sarsgaard dude is like, not not my favorite, and he get, he seems a little rapey to me. Like I don't he know, he is I not kept, rapey. <laughs> we kept uh, we kept Joel and I leaned over to each other when he's like, "Yeah, come on my boat," and we we're like mentioning that Always Sunny. Do you do you guys watch Always Sunny? I think Adrian does. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. one where uh, where Dennis gets a boat, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, and we'll have girls on the boat, and like you know, they'll pretty much have to put out because <laughs> you know." Cut, <laughs> He's like, because of the implication. And he's like, and Max like, well, what's the implication? He's like, you know, that we could do something really bad to these girls. And he's, Max like, what What are we going to do to them? He's like, no, no, we're not doing anything bad. But, you know, they're going to put out because of the implication. <laughs> like, like, that's what that reminded me of. We were both like, because of the implication. Uh-uh. You totally <laughs> I mean, read that I wrong. Did, I didn't think he was uh, he was quite there, but I did think to myself, man, there's no way I would get on a boat with, like, no. a strange dude. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right? But we're not gonna, like, blame Donna for getting on a boat with a strange dude. I'm not blaming Donna, but I am saying that I wouldn't have done it. Certainly. Yeah, well, you and know. I, I didn't trust him. Donna, Donna did, <laughs> and he took her to a Greek island. Didn't fine, do anything to I'm, her, I'm and they saved an Italian man or like a Greek guy who was like stranded in a boat, and he gets to go to his. I mean, he was he was very a very very much a gentleman to Donna. I mean, the, I guess the thing that makes me the most critical of it. I mean, clearly it's escapism, so I'm not taking this real seriously, <laughs> but just if I wanted to play devil's advocate. <laughs> it lives in this world where money does not exist, and watching it, it kind of like takes me out of it because I'm like, man, this life looks amazing. How can I do it? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can't because I don't have any money, and there's no way you're just going to go to some island in the Mediterranean and be like, oh, there's this farm. I guess we'll just crash here. And like, oh, they gave me a singing job at this little bar and now I own this place because I was nice to a horse. Like, it's just never gonna happen. But, I mean, do you feel that way about, like, a James Bond movie? Like, oh, I, mean, I, I guess I'll never James be Bond able movies. to, like, do a car flip and, you know, well, first of all, I wouldn't bomb. care to live in a James Bond's world. I would care to live on a Greek island where I just, like, eat fresh fish every day and, like, sing songs. So, it kind of just makes me mad because I'm like, I want to do that. And our life is run by stupid finances. <laughs> That's, and- like, a very you problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I will definitely counter against this whole, like, money doesn't exist uh, argument in this world because they actually do mention the Greek economic crisis in the movie and it's a I mean it's a I guess in point. the later point at the in the like early Lily James yeah, the flash, era the flashback scenes yeah, yeah but it's just like oh yeah I can go live here also what kind of fool is um What's the guy who plays Amanda Seyfried's husband? Who's like, I'm just going to stay in New York. and Yeah. Well, they (laughs) needed a reason for them to sing One of Us, which is a great song. 
from the <laughs> from the Ava catalog, and they get this beautiful shot of the two of them. You think they're like in New York and in Greece, and then they do the shot where they're clearly on the same soundstage, like next to each other, and it's yeah. just this amazing shot that I really love. So, no, absolutely <laughs> no validity to your argument. All I want, Joel, <laughs> all I want, Gabe, is to live in a world where I can go to the islands and, like, somehow make a life there. And that movie is lying to me about that being able to happen. And that's why I'm mad, mad at all it. All right. Well, you, you problems all around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to back Gabe up and say that I absolutely loved it, and it was, like, pure joy the entire time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, I agree, but also. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> I was really impressed with, because I was like, oh, the sequel, well, they've already done, like, a bunch of the major ABBA hits, you know. But um, they actually introduced me to some ABBA songs that I did not know before and was like, all right, awesome, I dig this. <laughs> you know, they reprised yeah. some, of the, some of the other ones from the first movie, and it was still you know, really well done. I have to say I loved Cher singing Fernando. Uh, yes. Uh, why do you say that, like, it's something to apologize for? It's Secret. like you should be screaming. Like, you should have led with that. That's, like, the reason to watch the movie. Like, I literally clapped, when, like, silent clap when she came in. Both times I saw the movie. <laughs> no, it's, like, the gayest, most amazing brilliant moment ever committed to cinema <laughs> uh, and it's, okay uh, can we have a very serious debate though right now oh, okay okay does abba exist in the mamma mia universe i i'm convinced no but adrian what do you think i think no yeah i think um if abba exists then like the 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 Donna and her like the friends Dynamos, are like Abba. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Donna they're not Dynamos a cover band. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 a serious <laughs> band. That's right. <laughs> so these songs they just wrote right. themselves. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think that too. And honestly, it's not like any other musical. You have to justify where songs come right. from. It's yeah, like, oh, no. we all know these songs. The- <laughs> like, it's not like clearly because Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote them, and we all <laughs> exactly. love a show tune. No, no, no. I would doesn't exist in this world. They're just uh, it's Don and the Dynamos, and you know, they just they just come up with this this songs on, on the spot. <laughs> But you know, I will say I love that moment where where uh, Lily James is Donna. He's just she's just broken up with this guy, and she's like, I I don't know how to sing about love uh, when my heart's broken. And then she just sings "Mamma Mia," and it's like, oh my god, I just I freaked out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, she's singing "Mamma Mia." She's about to sing "Mamma Mia." <laughs> It was a Man, big moment for me. I just want to watch this movie with you. <laughs> yes. Especially yeah. the first time when you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I didn't think she was going to sing Mamma Mia. And then she did. I know, and it's like a slow version. It's like amazing. And uh, how did everyone feel about uh, when I kissed the teacher? <laughs> I, like, when that first happened, I was like, you know... 
this is the moment where you decide if you're going to like go with the movie's conceit or not. Yeah. If you're like, I'm here for the kind of like <laughs> silliness and we're singing ABBA songs and, you know, because um, I really love the performance, but that was like one of the moments where you're kind of stretching. Um, I don't know. You, you don't quite. Credulity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're like, am I, am I going to leap in with this or am I going to yeah. like, you know, side eye the movie the whole time? Uh, I leapt in. I feel sorry for the people who side eye the movie. <laughs> I mean, I leapt in too, but it's not a great song. Oh, I will so say that. It's such a good song. It's not a great song. Oh my song. God. You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't we have a whole conversation about, like, I mean, separately, not on the pod, about, um, you know, the politics of student-teacher relationships and uh, yeah, power so, dynamic? No, but I will say, I think it's really <laughs> fun. You did. Uh, I think it's funny, because uh, I've been listening to some of the ABBA catalog, like the original songs, mm-hmm. uh, and it's interesting to me how Mamma Mia, both the original and the sequel, take these songs that are, like, so inappropriate and kind of <laughs> completely wrong, and they, they kind of regender them, and then they make them okay, because I was reading this song, When I Kissed the Teacher, so in the movie, Lily James is Donna, um, is a valedictorian, and she starts singing this song, When I Kissed the Teacher, but it's all about the teacher's gender as she, and but the original song, it's a he, it's he, right? So it's this women teaching <laughs> about, or singing about when they kiss the teacher. Apparently, there was some controversy at the time, and like the video <laughs> had like a, a like a teenage girl in the classroom actually kissing like a uh-huh. male teacher. And it's that's been, what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> not a in great song. So- but in the movie, in they the movie, they use yeah. the they gender the teacher teacher as a she, and it somehow becomes better or less creepy. <laughs> uh, and then in the first movie, there's this song called "Does Your Mother Know." That if you listen to lyrics, is basically this older person mm-hmm. who's uh, some, like a younger person is flirting with them, and they're like, "No, I'm not gonna." Like, I know what you're doing, and I'm not gonna <laughs> go through with this. And the original, in the first movie, and in the musical, it's a woman, like like Tanya, who's played by Kristen Berinsky, brilliantly uh, singing this song. Uh, to a younger guy, but the original, it's two men, older men, singing this song, presumably about a young girl, and the lyrics are super fucking creepy when you do them <laughs> like that. So, it's so very Roy Moore. Yeah, it is. I love how Mamma Mia has just like taken these ABBA songs and made them less <laughs> less inappropriate for for today. <laughs> but can we talk about how great it is that there's? I mean, I feel there's a real celebration or awareness of like female sexuality even from women who are not usually uh, like allowed to talk about sex in film so you have you know chris and Berinsky's first or one of her first lines when she sees andy garcia who's like this very <laughs> sexy older man it's like be still my beating vagina yeah <laughs> uh and, yeah and then and julie walters is also in it and and, and i just love that 
these women who are, you know, quote unquote, like of a certain age, who are allowed to talk about sex, <laughs> who are allowed to have feelings about sex, who are allowed to express themselves in all these various ways. I just, I don't know. I really love what this movie does. You know what? Where's another great place where older women are allowed to discuss sexuality? I uh, said so the Real Housewives. The Real Housewives. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've done that episode, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Can no, we just I talk agree. about Mamma Mia? They are coded a little cougary. They do come across a little cougary on the, in that movie. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I think it's fine, but you know, it is your, your cougar is another man's sexual freedom and <laughs> and, and being sexually active <laughs> after a certain age, where you're not. You know, the world tells you you're not supposed to. <laughs> and and I just have to give a shout out to there's a moment uh, in Waterloo where like there's like someone in a wheelchair who actually participates yes. yep. in yeah. a musical number. Yep. And that, I mean, I almost, yeah, my dad's paraplegic. I almost cried when I saw that there was Aww. something so... I never seen a musical where someone in a wheelchair actually gets to dance. And I, again, I think there's all these little moments in this movie that people <laughs> want to just dismiss as like cotton candy or whatever. They're actually doing something that's a little more interesting that the people give it credit for. Yeah, I also think that, you know, media that is geared towards women or gay men is often like maligned as not as like serious or legitimate as stuff that's like geared towards Mm -hmm. men which is you know more like violent and superhero and i don't i don't get why men can have their superhero violent popcorn movies and we can't have like Let's go to the Greek islands and watch people dance. Like those movies get to be deemed serious. Like there are actual yeah. articles oh, yeah. out there that are like, "Oh yeah, why um, Civil War was one of the best movies ever made? Not just the best superhero movies, but yeah. like one of the best yeah. movies." And you're like, yeah. "Come on, man!" <laughs> They're creating that stupid like popular movie Oscar just to oh. like I throw awards at those guys, dumb. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, you know. Gabe is not going to go on a about that. Oh my god, I'm so disgusted. But the only what if that's the way that Mamma Mia wins an Oscar? I was going to say the only way I will be okay with this is if Mamma Mia here we go again wins an Oscar. But if you just go to my Twitter, the day that that thing was that I I tweet only to celebrities basically. Uh, But the day that that was announced, I acted like it was the day after the election. Like I. Tweeted so many things about it and retweeted. It was kind of a melt, an online meltdown. So, if you want to see a gay man meltdown, it was over. like a Trump Trump at midnight type of. It really tweet was storm. like Trump toilet tweeting all over. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Um, yeah, if you want to see me meltdown over the popular category, just 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 scroll down on my Twitter page and <laughs> have a field day. <laughs> but greatest movie sequel ever made by far <laughs> fuck the godfather 2 you know all of these can we uh say a favorite song or oh, did please you... we have to say a favorite song <laughs> okay um i'm gonna pick one that i really enjoyed that's maybe not one that everybody else would pick um because i really loved um andante andante like i love andante andante i I mean i could pick like my least favorites i like i love pretty much all of 
them. So <laughs> but uh, that one was beautiful and she sings beautifully. I didn't realize she she sang so so nicely. That was one of my favorite parts about it. That was um just because I actually think it was again an improvement over the original. I was like, yeah. oh, I actually enjoyed this version better. Yeah. Um, How about you, Amy? I don't know what my favorite song is. I I don't know. I liked I liked Cher at the end uh, with the Fernando, and I also liked the whole cast, even though it was screwing with all the timelines and the, <laughs> there would be a there would be a, a rip in the time continuum if that if the, but I did like the super troopers at the end oh, it was where amazing. It, I mean at that point the movie's over it's just cute they have a lot of fun that's what it, yeah. it just like translates in them having a lot of fun and I also think that the singing is better in this one Mm -hmm. like I watched the first one fairly recently on the plane and man Colin Firth and (laughs) Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan they're not great and and Meryl herself is not a great singer but I do think Lily James (laughs) Lily James is a much better singer than Meryl I mean (laughs) (laughs) wow she's not a great singer I She's feel like, amazing. Okay, we you can't, can't have be great this conversation. At All right. You can't I'm be the move best on at acting for the and sake also be of a our good friendship. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick my favorite song and ignore that, like just cut that from like our life, our friendship history, uh, and say, hey, I I think Fernando obviously is a highlight. Um, I, I I love Waterloo. I thought Waterloo was was just really incredible. But uh, and obviously the the slow version of Mamma Mia, right? Yeah. Uh, well, one of us, Amanda Seyfried. I love Amanda Seyfried. I think she's so effervescent in this movie, and I really love too. So I was probably about her age when the first movie came out, and so seeing it ten years later, right? Like we're kind of about the same age, mm-hmm. and I love the maturity that she brings to the sequel, and and. I really bought that. I thought that was, that was really nice, like uh, in terms of her acting, which I think often gets underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah. Justify. All right. Any last thoughts? Uh, Meryl Streep is a brilliant singer, and you're <laughs> wrong if you think otherwise. But you can't be good at uh, everything. Gabe. That's uh, yes, you can if you're Meryl. <laughs> and that's it. The podcast is over. <laughs> that's the last word. <laughs> um okay well we've we've gone on for quite a while any last like recommendations that people want to make of things they're watching i mean i'm just about to watch the uh finale of sharp objects me too i know i know i mean it's so good part of why i was like we need to finish at a certain time um is that one of the insecures really (laughs) i love insecure Insecure. is going too yeah it's great yeah um, these are not probably things we have to justify, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, but but real recommendation. All right, so sh- I feel Sharp Objects, we've recommended I mean, yeah. it before, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I could justify Chapo Trap House for you guys next time. <laughs> oh, yes, please do, because I can't stand those motherfuckers. Um, Felix oh, tweeted shit. something about, what's that dang show you like, Amy? Oh, Vanderpump. So oh, yeah? <laughs> that's my justification for Amy. 
if he looks like Sander Pop. I mean, I will say I do follow some of those guys on Twitter, and they can be funny, but I don't know, man. Seems like a lot of uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll, it for we'll later. We'll talk but about yes. it, yeah. But that's Adrian's recommendation. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll recommend. Or, or actually, I wanted to do an anti-recommendation. Oh, okay. And um, switch things up a little bit. So. Uh, I've been watching, so yeah, so you don't have to. Uh, this show called Insatiable that's on Netflix. <laughs> I'm glad you've like, been watching oh, it. Yeah. I watched the first yeah. episode of that. Oh tell my me, god! Tell me more, Gabe. I mean, no, it's just so. It's I mean, it's gotten reviews. Uh, it's been named kind of like the worst show that's yeah. <laughs> the worst Netflix original, and mm-hmm. it's just and a lot of the attention has been on the the real ins- insidious or incisive kind of fat shaming or mm-hmm. like um uh-huh. not even fat shaming just like fat phobia i would say yeah. that the show has uh, but they're so kind of so, reminds me of our favorite show this is us <laughs> oh i know but if you think that's bad like this no, is, I know. no this She's is a, us I comes mean, across as like <laughs> drag out the fat suit then yeah but <sighs> i mean so that's really important, but I'm here to say that there's a lot of other phobia. <laughs> like I love, I mean, it's just such an ugly show. Like it's a, it, it hates women. I think it hates gay men. I think it hates bisexual people. <laughs> like I mean, it's just such an ugly show. But somehow, I keep watching it because it it also only gets more bonkers. Like more it goes. Like now there's like a demon storyline. <laughs> Oh, what? Yep. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll check that in later. But don't. This is like an anti record. Do not watch the show. I'm watching it, so you don't have to. Uh, and then, really, I just want to teach it actually because it's fascinating. But not no, 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 wait. You should not give it ratings. <laughs> don't watch yeah. it. How about you, Amy? Um, I just saw Black Klansman yesterday, Black KKK Klansman, which was really, really good. Um, we're re-watching Fargo because Joel hadn't seen season Ooh, one or two. such a good show. So we did watch season, I mean, I've been thinking about you a lot with uh, Dunst, ah. Gabe, and, uh, and, you know, thinking of season three and my love of Carrie Coon. Uh, Carrie Coon is, is a goddess. She, she's amazing. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's about it for now. Um, <laughs> right. And lots of 90 Day Fiance. I'm looking forward to the switch, my switch from 90 Day Fiance to before the 90 days. And there's going to make one. Did I say this already? I feel like I got distracted. They're making one where they're Americans moving to another country. Instead, oh. so it's like the flip, which I think would could be really interesting. Yeah, it could be. We'll so see. Stay tuned. Stay t- yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, my Twitter handle is uh, at uh, d doctor Gabriel t h e d r Gabriel, and we are at at Justify Pod, and I'm also at Amy Brownston. Adrian, do you have a Twitter? I do, but I don't really do anything on it. So, so, we'll hold so off hit on us that. up at, at JustifyPod. Um, yeah. We can also be like, pretend like we're a real podcast and be like, hit us up on the iTunes ratings. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to get up Leave there. a review. <laughs> Leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> Only positive reviews. <laughs> Yes, if you like the show. Thank you to yep. Michael Gower for providing uh, you know, all the great sound effects theme and theme songs and for uh, Chris Johnson for for all the, the great work he does. Editing us and yeah. making us sound good. Making us sound good. Yep. <laughs> 
All right. Well, hopefully we'll do this again soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we're out. All right.